You're listening to the Earn That Potty podcast, episode number 71. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey team, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast here with some fantastic information for you today. Always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information. All right, let's just jump right into today's little fit, or I should say nutrition tip of the day. Talking about juices, because a lot of people think, oh, well, juice is healthy, fruit is healthy, so I'm going to jump and have a big thing of juice. And everybody knows that they should eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables because they're rich in fiber, vitamins, and minerals. However, the American Academy of Pediatrics just uh, launched an updated statement on fruit juice consumption by infants, children, adolescents, and let's face it, adults as well, even though they don't mention adults, but the same goes for adults. Unless the juice actually contains the pulp, there has, there's no fiber in it, all right? And fiber is what boosts heart health, improves gastrointestinal function, and increases the feelings of satiety, basically meaning makes you feel full. So the six ounce glass of juice might have certain nutrients like potassium, vitamins A and C, which is all great, but it also has 14 grams of sugar. That is over one tablespoon and it also has 80 calories. A single orange, has the same or similar nutrient content, plus it has the extra grams of fiber. It has three grams of fiber for an actual orange. So juice is not always the best way to go. It really isn't at all. And another problem with it is that you consume it so quickly, which means you're probably taking in larger quantities than if you just ate the piece of fruit. So The American Academy of Pediatrics does advise that children younger than one consume no juice. All right, for all you mamas out there, if older children occasionally drink juice, it should be limited to four ounces for toddlers aged one to three. It should be four to six ounces for children aged four to six and no more than eight ounces for children aged seven to 18. And I would pretty much just say seven and up because I even think for our adults, you don't really need more than eight ounces of juice, all right? It is a lot of sugar and generally no fiber, so you're really not getting what the fruit has that you actually want. There's your little nutrition tip of the day. And now we're going to go into our topic of the day, which was requested by uh, one of my fans out there. I always say, if you have something you want me to review, something in nutrition, in fitness, a gadget, you know, could be some kind of heart rate monitor. Potentially, I could try to get it and test it for you. But this one, and I get quite a bit, it is the, what about this diet? And I'm almost done doing my diet research for everyone because the same answer comes up for every single diet. So we did talk about plant-based diets a couple weeks ago. If you missed that podcast, definitely check it out. And today, my fan out there requested the ketogenic diet information. The keto diet. You may or may not have heard about this. It's not even actually the latest diet. You know, it's actually... a 
probably within the last year, people have been talking a lot about the keto diet. And I, I hear it referenced a lot uh, lately with athletes are, you know, should you do it as an athlete? Should you not? So I really wanted to review what it is for my clients and talk about a lot of the concerns that I see that I, I see it from research and from experts and some of the research that I did on this diet before you jump into something like that. Now, I'm just going to say the reason it's getting harder and harder to keep doing these kind of podcasts on these different diet programs is because at the end of the day, if you know who I am, if you're following me, then you know how I already feel about dieting. There is no quick fix. There, I just can't imagine that any diet is going to pop up over the next five years, 10 years, whatever it is, that I'm going to go, oh yes, we need to change everything and eat this way because that's the way it should be. We all know the way it should be. You have to eat a balanced, healthy nutritious way. You have to do it in moderation. You have to exercise in moderation. You have to do all of that to live a balanced, healthy life. I don't think there is any point that I am going to find a diet that you guys bring to me or that I hear about and think, oh, we no longer have to eat this way, balanced and healthy. We can do this extreme fad because that's now the best thing. So if you feel like you're that person who keeps looking for the next diet because nothing is working for you, if you're trying one after the other and you'll lose some weight right away because everybody loses weight initially on these fad diets, but they can't maintain it and then they often gain a lot of weight back. If you're this person who's constantly looking for the next thing, I want you to ask yourself, I want you to reevaluate your goals and if you like that lifestyle of going from one diet to the next because it's tiring after a while. It's also very hard on your body. So let's talk a little bit about the keto diet, which has definitely become a bit of a trend for weight loss. And there are many experts that argue that it's fine for you. And then there's many more experts that seem to think this is not a safe way to lose weight. So people promoting the diet say that basically what it's doing is it's using the body's own fat burning system to help people lose significant weight loss quickly. So that's already going to be your first key. If you hear someone promoting a diet and they're going to say it's going to be significant weight loss and it's going to be quick, well, then you should already know that there's a problem because Any weight loss shouldn't be fast and quick because it's not going to stay off, right? It's also been known to moderate symptoms of children with epilepsy, um, which is really interesting. And sometimes that does happen. Sometimes there is some kind of diet like this that has an interesting effect on maybe cancer patients or epilepsy in this case. And honestly, the doctors uh, are not quite sure why it is working with children with epilepsy. So that would be a separate you know, grouping. I would not qualify them as someone probably listening to my podcast. And so for them, if it's working and it's helping with the epilepsy, that's obviously something that you would work on with your doctor. I just thought that that was something interesting to note about the ketogenic diet. Now, a lot of critics say that the diet is a very unhealthy way to lose weight, and some feel it can even be downright dangerous. So let's talk about what it is, because right now probably some of you are like, what the heck is it? You know, what is what do I have to eat or not eat this time? Well, the ketogenic diet is a high-fat, 
low carbohydrate diet usually includes less than 50 grams of carbs a day. So does this remind anybody of the old school Atkins diet? Because I want to tell you, I did the Atkins diet back in my youth. I did every diet, just so you know. I'm no different than most people. When I was growing up, before I understood more about the body, all I wanted was to be skinny like everyone in the magazines, and I was willing to try every diet there was. I did the cabbage soup diet, I was on Weight Watchers, and I even tried the Atkins diet. So the Atkins diet is very much like this. It told me that I could, you know, eat high, high fat. You could have bacon, you can have cheese, you can have like as much as you want of those things. And the funny thing is I totally remember stocking my fridge with orange diet soda because according to the Atkins diet book that I had, that was something you could drink. I look back now and I just sort of like gag in my mouth because orange diet soda, that was allowed So was my bacon and my cheese, all these high fat foods to drop weight. Well, let me tell you how I felt when I was on the Atkins diet, which again is very similar to this. I was shaking, I couldn't sleep, I felt terrible, I had no energy, I had to leave my workout cycle class because I couldn't finish it because I felt so bad. That, to me, I think I got like a week. I don't even know if I made it a week in the Atkins diet. I felt so bad. I wanted to cry. To me, that was just not worth it. Like, I I knew I couldn't keep going. And again, I look back now and I think diet orange soda. Like, that should have been a red flag right there. But at that time, I didn't know what a red flag was. So, anyway, carbohydrates which are stored in the body as glycogen, are the preferred fuel for our muscle, for the brain. And when the carbohydrates are not available, the body turns to fat for energy and produces something called ketosis. This is sort of how the whole keto program works. So what is ketosis? Ketosis occurs when people eat a very low or even a no-carb diet, and the molecules called ketones start to build up in the bloodstream. All right, so the low carbohydrate levels, they cause your blood sugar levels to drop, which is probably why I felt really bad when I was on the Atkins diet. And the the body begins breaking down fat to use it as energy. That's sort of the theory of how this works. Now, ketosis is actually a mild form of something called ketoacidosis, which mostly affects people with type 1 diabetes. And would you believe it's the leading cause of death? of people with diabetes who are under the age of 24. (laughs) So yes, so ketosis is a mild form of this thing that is the number one cause of death in diabetes. (laughs) It's always important to start doing your research before you ever start any kind of fad diet. Now, some studies suggest that a ketogenic diet is safe for significantly overweight or obese people. So I always think it's interesting and always important to remember that when you look at some of these diets where they say, it's working, it's been successful, people are losing weight, well, what group of people are they testing? Because we had you know, talked about this in one of the podcasts, I believe it might have been the plant-based one, um, when I talked about documentaries, they're always looking at the obese, overweight population, and yes, 
those people are already so unhealthy and at risk for death in many ways that any change in their diet is going to help them lose weight. So if you're telling me that some studies for ketogenic diets are suggesting that, you know, the keto diet is is helping these overweight, obese people, it does not surprise me at all. You know, they're basically dropping their carbohydrate level super low. And can you imagine what kinds of carbohydrates they were eating before? I'm sure they were very unhealthy processed foods, and now they're not eating those. So yes, that is going to help them. But you have to also realize that you might not be that person. If you're not significantly overweight or obese, and you know, I have to tell you, the majority of my clientele, we're talking people who are anywhere from 5, 10, maybe 20 pounds overweight. Yes, some people are more than that. But I'm saying the average clients of mine are probably not more than 20 to 30 pounds overweight. We're not talking about the obese clientele. So if you're thinking about the ketogenic diet before you do, realize that those are the people that might be gaining the most benefit because they're already so unhealthy that anything is important at this point for them to lose that weight. So there are sort of the reviews on the keto diet that point out um, that patients on the low carbohydrate diets regain some of their weight loss too. So again, just to repeat that, because I said it kind of strange, but some some of the people that they're saying they did the research on, then they're coming back a year later and they're saying, guess what? Those people gained the weight back. Not a big surprise, right? Almost all of the fad diets out there are very restrictive. And when you have a very restrictive diet, you're likely only going to be able to maintain it for so long. You go off it, you end up binging the other way, and you go backwards. And you can sometimes gain way more weight than you even had before you started that kind of diet. Now, the problem, one of the problems with the keto diet, it's a very strict diet. And they say you have to do everything right. I mean everything right. You have to basically be perfect on it or it's going to have a lot of drawbacks. I mean that is a drawback in itself that you have to do everything right. Um, The diet also would not necessarily improve athletic performance and that's something we're going to talk about at the end. And that's obviously very discouraging for any athlete. You don't generally want to do a diet program that is not going to benefit or improve your athletic performance. And also with the keto diet, people need to adhere to it so closely or it will not work. I mean, that in itself has got to be the major deterrent for me. If I'm going to be so uncomfortable in this diet, but like one day I'm not going to be able to stay on it and then everything reverses that quickly, then there's really no point. And the other thing you have to remember is that every individual is different and every person's body will react differently to these different types of diets. So some people do really well with high carbs. Some people do really well with lower carbs. I don't really know many people who do well with no carbs. But every single body is different, and that's something that you have to respect about your body and something that you have to acknowledge as well. Now, when this diet is super unhealthy, this is what some of the critics are saying and that they are very concerned about. Critics say that the keto-type diets usually work only in the short term and can be very unhealthy. So for starters, most of that weight loss is what? It's water weight. 
which is anytime you do any kind of diet, the first week you usually have the most success because a lot of that is water weight. And that's according to a clinical dietitian and a spokesperson for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. They say that once your body enters ketosis, you also will begin to lose muscle you will become extremely fatigued and eventually enter that starvation mode. Then it actually becomes harder to lose weight. So that's again, according to that dietitian. So you're gonna have this quick weight loss, which is normal. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have that if you pretty much take out all your carbs, but then you are gonna actually do more detriment. You're gonna really mess up your metabolism and it's going to slow everything down. And at the same time, you're going to feel really crappy. That's always a joy, right? (laughs) Um, Other experts interviewed had stronger words of caution. One um, registered dietitian said that keto diets should only be used under clinical supervision and only for brief periods. So that also is really interesting because I see people doing the keto diet like it's nothing and there's certainly no clinical supervision going on. They have worked successfully on some cancer patients in conjunction with chemotherapy to shrink tumors and to reduce seizures among some that have epilepsy. So that was sort of like the only benefit that I could find. And that again is is when you're working with a doctor and you have, God forbid, these ailments like cancer and epilepsy. Unfortunately, what all of these uh, doctors and dietitians and nutritionists are saying is that people are using the keto diet for cosmetic reasons, but it's, it's too extreme and it's too dangerous to be using it for cosmetic reasons. It's one thing if you're that cancer patient or you have epilepsy, but of course, we live in a time where people hear something about this diet and they hear people are losing weight. Again, it might have been for obese people. Um, it might have been for epileptics who are having success with it. And now they're like, oh, great, we can apply it to the general public in everyday life. But the keto diet, they are saying, should, should only be considered in extreme cases. So if you're that person trying to lose 10 pounds, I'm not sure I consider that an extreme case. If it can do more harm than good, some even said that it could damage the heart, which is a muscle, then I'm not sure that it is worth it by any means just to lose a little bit of weight. All right, so it is basically a fad diet. And I'm not seeing enough benefits in all the research I did to make it worth it at all. And we really have to remember that if you see something that says a diet has fast results, and if you're like jumping at that because you've got that wedding dress you have to fit into, which is so sad because they said somewhere that they actually try to um, push this diet on brides. Because a bride is always so desperate to drop those last pounds at the last second that a lot of people who are coaches and whatnot who push the keto diet are focusing on people like brides who want that fast weight loss. But again, if you cannot maintain what you're doing, I always say you should never do it at all. I mean, if you really need fast weight loss and that's what you want to do, I mean, so be it. But if you're looking for a lifestyle where you can live a fit life at the same healthy weight all the time without having to cry being on the diet, then this would probably not be for you. Now, this is really sad. Also in the research, I saw that they have taken the keto diet a step further. All right, some doctors out there will actually use a feeding tube 
inserted into the esophagus through your nose. And with that, basically giving you a ketogenic diet, dieters adhere to a strict 800 calorie, high protein, no carb diet through a nose tube. And this is for weight loss. I am completely against any doctor who would ever do this. And again, I am not including those who are obese, who maybe are already at that point of having so many health conditions that they have to do anything to drop the weight. That is not the clientele I'm talking about. If you are the person who is like five to 25 pounds overweight and you would put a feeding tube in your nose and apparently that these doctors are doing it, $1,500 and you can get the feeding tube and lose weight. Of course you're going to lose weight. That is like a ridiculous approach to weight loss and yet people are doing it. People are that desperate to lose five to 10 pounds that they are willing to do something like that. And basically, you're starving yourself. That's all you're doing in a situation like that. 800 calories, yes, you're gonna lose weight. If you can live on 800 calories, it's so important to you to get that fast drop, then so be it. I guess you can go for the, the nose too, but I just think that's so, so sad that we have come to a time and a place where that is an option offered by a doctor and that people are doing it. Uh, just so you know, anything under a 1200 calorie daily diet is considered a starvation diet and not meant for long term weight loss. I think the only time I ever put a client under 1,200 calories is based is some people are not tall, they are very, very tiny, but then they eat their exercise calories on top of that. So they are actually eating more than 1,200 calories a day. 1,200 calories a day, or I should say under 1,200 calories a day, and exercising on top of that can be dangerous. That is something that you don't want to do. Now, if you're an athlete, is a ketogenic diet good for you? Because that's another thing that I started seeing ketogenic diets a lot being talked about with athletes, with triathletes. Um, you know, should you do it? You know, you're going to be utilizing all this fat in your body for your energy, and we have this extra fat, so it's great, and you should do it. Well, some research that I looked at showed that over time, the keto diet can help an athlete become more efficient at burning fat. However, the study showed that keto led to more efficient fat burning and no benefit in athletic performance. So a higher carb diet, they actually said, did result in improved performance. So you weigh that. You're an athlete. What do you want to do? Do you want to increase performance or not? Because the higher carb diet resulted in improved performance and the no carb to low carb diet did not. So what's the point in going through all that torture? To me, the keto diet sounds like pure torture. And again, I'm, if you do the keto diet and you feel great and you love it and you go for your blood tests and your doctor says your cholesterol is fine and you're fine and everything's great, enjoy. But for me personally, it sounds like torture. Now, again, for athletes, what I had read was that more research is needed to clarify benefits and risks for athletes on a keto diet. The position of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, Dietitians of Canada, and the American College of Sports Medicine are that current evidence does not support the use of ketogenic diets to improve athletic performance. 
So now, uh, athletes doesn't sound like there is any research out there yet, perhaps, maybe someday, but according to what they've done right now, nothing in it is going to benefit your performance. Another thing you want to keep in mind is that when you decrease carbs to these very low levels, you're also decreasing the intake of fiber, vitamins, minerals, and even phytochemicals uh, from things like beans, whole grains, starchy vegetables, and fruits. All right, so when you go into these extreme diets, not only are you taking out some kind of nutrient that, you know, for some people they're like, awesome, that's a simple thing I can do. I'm just not going to eat carbs. And that simple helps them stay on track. But then they don't think about these kind of things, but you're also taking out the fiber and the vitamins and the minerals, all right? So going extreme, you have to be very careful. Now, what's the what's really causing all of this is that we live in a time where unfortunately, our weight is something that we are obsessed with. It really, we, uh, and I don't know if it's just our country or not. Obviously, we have a very overweight country, but people really are obsessed with their weight. And I think what we need to do is we need to change that obsession. If you want to be obsessed with something, let's have it be obsessed with your health. Because if you are obsessed with your health, then you would stop looking for fad diets. You would stop looking for quick fixes. And you would be looking for the foods that are going to nourish your body. And if you continue to eat real food and foods that nourish your body and really just got rid of the processed foods and all the extra sugar that people are eating, you would be well on your way to a healthy body. And that would create weight loss in itself. And it's such an easier, balanced way of living. So, you know, I tell people all the time, my weight fluctuates about two pounds. You know, you're always going to have weight fluctuation. You, nobody lives at one p- pound of weight, basically. So like my my body's happy weight is 122. It always wants to be at 122. I like to race at about 120 pounds. My weight will fluctuate about two pounds higher or lower. Usually I'm like anywhere from 121 to 123. That's my body's happiness. But I live my life in a healthy way. Like it's really important to me to nourish my body in the best ways possible. So I eat real food. I do eat meat in moderation. I eat carbs, absolutely, but they're the healthy kind of carbs. I do not eat very much processed food. I do limit my sugar intake. But that being said, yeah, I have a slice of pizza on the weekends. I have ice cream on the weekends. I can do that and still maintain my weight because I do it in moderation. I don't eat the whole carton of ice cream. I don't want the whole carton of ice cream once you get to this point. That would make me feel sick. Uh, I don't eat the entire pizza. I have one or two slices and that's how I feel good at this point. So finding that balanced way to eat, it's such a joy because you just don't feel like you're limiting yourself, all right? So if you're gonna start on some kind of weight loss program, if you do need to lose some weight, if you don't feel good, To me, that's where it all starts. How do you feel? If you don't feel good and you're looking to make some changes, ask yourself before you start one of these diets that your friend is telling you about, ask yourself, one, is it good for the long term? Because if you can only maintain it for a week, 
I'm not for it. It's not going to help you over time. If it's some detox program where all you do is drink for four to five days, yeah, you're going to drop weight and then you're going to put it all back on because you're starving. So ask yourself, is it good for the long term? Does it include exercise? Because some of these diets out there that are done by doctors, they put you on 800 calories a day and they tell you that you cannot exercise. Because you can't function on 800 calories a day and it would be dangerous to exercise on top of that. I think that is absolutely horrible because your body needs to move. You don't have to do extreme exercise. You could walk every day for 45 minutes and that would be good. So ask yourself again, is it good for the long term? Does it include exercise? Because exercise is so important. And then the last thing that to me says it all about a diet. Would you put your child on this diet? I think that one is the way to determine anything that you would do. Would you do it to your child? Would you put your kid on a ketogenic diet? Would you tell your child to go plant-based at the age of five years old, potentially? Would you put your child on this diet? If you would not, then why would you put yourself on it? Now, I'm not going, you know, I'm not trying to say there's anything bad with the plant-based diet. Um, you know, I'm not going to go there. You know, I, I did a whole podcast on it. And again, I like to do it in moderation. I like to do certain days where like I don't have any meat. I, and I would call that more of a vegetarian type day versus being plant-based, which is also pretty strict. But I don't think I could do that to my child. I want to make sure that my child is getting enough protein. Although, no, don't get me wrong. My child does go days without meat. We don't have meat in that house every single day. Um, but I don't think I could put my child on a plant-based diet. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's just me personally. You're not a bad person if you do. I'm just saying I couldn't do it. And I couldn't put my child on a ketogenic diet because I don't think it's safe even for an adult, much less, you know, I don't know if that would be safe for a child. I wouldn't have my child go on a four-day detox diet where they only drank liquid. I mean, would you? And Again, if you would, okay, I'm, you know, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just saying I wouldn't. And how I treat my child is how I should treat myself. You know, we give our children the utmost care and the utmost concern. And I just think if we treated ourselves with that much concern, that it might be a benefit to our health. So those are three things that you might want to look at before you start any weight loss program. Is it good long-term? Does it include exercise? Would you put your child on that diet? If the answers are no to those, it might be a red flag and you potentially should not do that type of diets, okay? So one of the experts actually said something pretty funny in all the research that I was doing on this today. Um, One of the experts had great advice on what to do if you are feeling like you need a quick fix diet. She said, stay away from fashion magazines. They make us feel inadequate. And if you're even considering the insane approaches to weight loss, go for a walk right now and clear your head. (laughs) I thought that was great. That's a great tip. If you're feeling like you're going to Go on some crazy fad diet, go for a walk, throw the magazines away, and probably, you know, in this day and age, like, get off Instagram, get off Facebook, stop looking at all these pictures of of what you should look like or how great everybody feels doing this diet or that. No, clear your head and get real, all right? Because as I always say, moderation is the name of the game. So I leave you with this. I want you to treat yourself as you would treat your child. 
If you wouldn't put your child on a keto diet, then maybe you should not go on the keto diet too, right? Weight loss is a journey. It is not a race. And when you stop looking for that quick fix, you can start living a truly healthy life. You just like have to stop looking for all these quick fixes to losing those last pounds. So think about that and ask yourself, what areas of your life are feeling healthy for you? What areas of your life are not healthy? Start cleaning that up before you hit the fad diets. And remember, it's not always food that's causing the weight loss struggle because big factors are things like stress and sleep as well. And I've done podcast episodes on stress and on sleep, so definitely check those out if you feel like you're under stress all the time and you're struggling with sleep all the time and you also can't drop these last pounds. It could be the stress and it could be the sleep. So a fad diet is not going to help you. You actually want to work on your stress and work on your sleep, all right? So that will give you complete health if you can sort of look at the bigger picture. So have a week full of healthy foods, and before you eat it, and before I want you to look at the food that you're gonna eat and ask yourself if it will nourish you, and then enjoy it, all right? Food is a gift. Food can be medicine as well. Food is a good thing. We need to stop looking at it as a bad thing. So think about all that. I hope that helps you make any decisions you might have been thinking towards the keto diet or any other fad diet out there. If you ever have any questions about my online health, nutrition, and fitness programs, always reach out. Go to earnthatbody.com, see what I have available. Shoot me an email, there's contact information on there, and I'm happy to work with you to figure out what would be the best program for you. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.